This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Go. In the air, deep right center Go. field. is high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember, use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering, it was for me, StravaCraft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we have got to break down, guess what, another win for your Colorado Rockies. An 8-4 victory over the Seattle Mariners, improving their record on the season to 10-3. Another Good to great performance out of the starting pitcher, Antonio Sensatella. Another good to great performance out of the offense, including most especially Daniel Murphy and Charlie Blackman. Another strange game from the defense, and Patrick will have to, I think, talk about that a little bit. A couple of surprises in there. Elias Diaz making his first appearance of the season, and what an appearance it was But really just another complete win for the Colorado Rockies who continue to be a baseball team playing good baseball more often than they're not. The game has come to them in many ways and they've handled it appropriately. They've responded when they've needed to. They've kept the game close uh, when necessary and the starting pitching has just been there and competitive every single game and maybe the the brightest spot and it's hard because it's a I almost want to say conglomerate but it's a collaboration of players the bullpen again just not coughing up leads uh sure Carlos Estevez loves to make it interesting got to put two guys on base and then you go okay now I'm ready got some got some juice going there for you but ultimately bullpens do an amazing job and so all around uh other than that defense which we'll get to the Rockies are, are just very complete. They are they are the complete Rockies. The Colorado Rockies are the complete Rockies. They they really very much are right now. And as an example of that, as evidence of what you have just claimed, good sir, we are going to, before we get to our draft king of the game, talk about some of the players 
who very easily could have been draft king of the game at any other time. Let's start because we've got a comment with this one from a little too much, a little too late again. That's the name. I've got to say the whole thing. You say the whole thing and you say it with respect. It says Chuck freaking nasty is out of his mind. A three-hit night for Charlie Blackman. Another home run, his third of the season. And Patrick, he's hitting 423 on the year. We did say he has a very good shot at leading all of baseball in hits. Uh, and he's going out and, and proving it, making it look easy. Usually he will kind of stack up on a lot of those hits when at home. Uh, which he did, but he didn't do it with you know consecutive three hit games or four for five, five for six games. He's just been con- you know consistently having those multi hit games. Three more again tonight. Smacks another home run and just has looked fantastic and has, has rebounded well from um, getting COVID nineteen. Probably better than uh, anyone. If he's he might even be the poster boy for that because. There's not too many athletes have been able to kind of come back and, and ply their craft the way that he's been doing it. So uh, it's been pretty impressive. I think he's enjoying hitting in that third spot. He's been you know playing well defensively in right field. Does not really care for the DH as far as him doing it and sitting on the bench. He wants to be there. He wants to be in the game. And he deserves every right to. We'll see if he changes his tune on that if by the end of the season – he doesn't feel as tired as even though it's a shorter season than he normally would even after 60 games or if he feels like he's getting more out of his bat because his legs are with him more often because of these occasional games off. I don't think he's ever going to come around to the idea. Maybe when he's 38 and he's like, okay, I'm hanging on. Make me a full-time DH. Before then, I think probably not. But a couple times a week, to keep your legs healthy and to make sure that your your bat is at full strength right now. And it, yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, Joseph saying, are you sure Charlie missed time? I'm going to keep bringing it up. We'll try not to belabor it too much, but the guy got like five or six games of summer camp. Nobody had him coming out as the hottest hitter in baseball to start the season. We had him as the guy who was going to get the most hits in the season or a good bet for somebody to have the most hits in the season this year on your DraftKings Sportsbook app. But to begin the year hot, we thought he'd start off kind of cold because of all this stuff and eventually get going. So this is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's it's icing on the cake. And I, I think Charlie understands that there's a little bit of depth in the outfield right now. Certainly, you know, Tapia, Dahl, and Hilliard, all three of those left-handed bats, maybe not producing the way the Rockies would like right now, but I think he understands that there is outfield depth, throw Hampson, throw Owings in the mix, and you say, you know what, if we're going to do this, if we're going to make a late run in October, I need to be healthy, I need to feel good, so you know what, give me that day or two off, a week, whatever it may be, keeps everybody sharp, you know, three to six more at bats for some of the other guys in the yeah. lineup. And you know what? Yeah. Let's share the wealth. And you know what? Right now, it's it's moving along really great. Michaela said it before. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, it's it's pretty pristine. 
It's, it is pretty unbroke. Yeah. All right. Uh, Barka Jason coming in with the next runner up we have to draft king of the game. It's amazing what happens. He or she says hard to tell. We're all wearing masks these days. But with the Jason in there, I'm going to assume he. It's amazing what happens when the rotation that carried the team to the postseason twice is healthy. And, you know, Sensatella wasn't necessarily one of those guys who carried the team necessarily, but he was a big part of both of those runs in 17 and 18. And part of that was him playing his role, knowing that sometimes he was going to need to have to go to the bullpen or sometimes he was going to need to have to go to AAA. And now his role is be a reliable fourth rotation starter. And he's filled that just as well as he's filled every other role in his career. You got to be just proud of the young man for the way he's pitched. Yeah, you you have to lift your load. And and on those teams, he was the number five starter. And those are teams, too, that, you know, they went out and they didn't really need to have a sixth, seventh, eighth starter, right? Chad Bettis, I think, um, maybe had like 13 starts. Jeff Hoffman maybe made one start that year in 2018. So they were all really healthy. And that's that's been another one of those keys to the season is health. Peter Lambert, Tommy John surgery aside, Scott Oberg and Wade Davis. Again, those, those are, are pretty bad injuries. But other than that, the entire team is healthy and guys are stepping up in Davis and Oberg's you know, wake. So, you know, Sensatella is he's doing his job as a fourth starter. And you know what? They need him to be a three starter. He's looking good right now at 3-0 and with uh, an ERA right around 2.5. So he gave up three runs tonight. Only two of them are earned. So he stays on path. I liked, again, Buddy letting him go out and say, let's see what you can do the third time in the order. Um, you know, got, got hit there a little bit by Seager. But, again, the, he's he's delivering. He's The whole staff really is, is doing what they need to do. And, we got a new kid coming up tomorrow that we'll maybe have to talk about tomorrow, but Ryan Castellani gets to start on Saturday, and who knows, maybe he's the next one in the line of these young, productive Rockies pitchers. You can afford to find out things like that when you're top four are pitching like this, can't you? And Senzatella really is the key to it. When you go out and you throw six strong, and like you said, Seeger and uh, what's the catcher's name, Nola, they got him a little bit there. They they hit him hard, but I love that, like you said, he, he got to finish the inning out there. He did get hit hard a little bit today, but the ERA sitting there at 265 through three starts. He's been a quality start machine. Uh, he's getting more swings and misses. He's getting more big punch outs than he used to, and he's just generally controlling baseball games. And at 25 years old, we talked about it a lot to expect this from him this year. But still, to go three of three out of the gate, really, really quality stuff from Senzatella. How was he not the draft king of the game? Well, Yumil, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who saw Murphy tearing it up out of the gates? I think Patrick Lyons saw it a little bit. You know, a lot of us were talking about it last year. We had Corey Sullivan on this podcast, and we had talked about him hitting 50-plus doubles and being in contention for the batting title because of the way his swing works and the nature of Coors Field. And, you know, he has a broken finger early on in the season last year. We never really see the full version of Daniel Murphy. And this, honestly, it... 
you know, again, it's it's not to be expected because it's been so good and you get these two clutch hits in two consecutive games and then a, a, actually really three clutch hits in two consecutive games, two in this one. But uh, this was what was advertised uh, for Daniel Murphy. Yep, yeah, precisely. You know, he, he's a committed guy. And last year, you know, you, you sign a deal with a team, a two-year deal uh, like he did with the Rockies. They're paying him... Good money, two years, $24 million, guaranteed. That's it. You, He's getting that money, so he feels obligated to, to, to live up to that end of the contract. And your second game out, you go and you fracture your index finger on your, your left hand, your top hand. Well, you know what? I, if I'm not on the field, I'm not really earning my paycheck the way I would like to. So right. he came back probably sooner than he should have. You know, played through it uh, and and just just suffered through. Baseball players don't don't talk about that. They they just suffer through those things because baseball is a grind. You know it. There's going to be an off season where you can recover. You know, if you even just think about the gruesomeness of Tommy John surgery, what they do, and then you say, okay, you know, in, in a year and a half, you'll be back in action. It really won't be until two years down the line that you'll be better and. By the way, that injury that you had, go out and just keep using it again in the exact same way. It's kind of morbid. And so Daniel Murphy was <laughs> yeah. dealing Daniel Murphy yeah. was dealing with that all of last year with, with his, his top hand. And Dave Magadan talked about it before the season and said, look, he just wasn't able to, to get around on a lot of those inside pitches. So we didn't get to see the, the full uh, potential of his power. We didn't see the, the, the normal bat control, and, and ultimately he just was a shell of himself. And we see now, uh, there he is batting you know fifth in the lineup. Excuse me, he was sixth tonight in the lineup, but, but typically been batting fifth right behind Nolan Arenado. Uh, and it, it's, he's been everything that uh, we both said. You know, we, we, we previewed the season with the definitive five. Murphy was atop that list because... Not only what he, the potential that he could provide, but what that bat does throughout the rest of the lineup. And you don't put any pressure on a guy like Ryan McMahon to say, we need you to be the number five guy to right. protect uh, Arenado. He doesn't need to do that. Aaron, uh, Murphy now becomes that fifth all-star in this lineup. And he's doing exactly that and winning ballgames single-handedly for two days straight. Yeah, so he is, of course, your draft king of the game. Remember to use that code DNVR because you can get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand bucks when you do that. So we've also got a raise a Breck brew, a toast. Actually, have one because you know Ooh. it's the weekend and it's the evening time. So you know when we're recording this at three o'clock in the afternoon, I tried. <laughs> you know, I make the attempt not to go too hard in on them. Uh, but here we get to talk about some of the other players, Patrick, pulling their weight. And we got a lot of comments here in the comment section. Again, remember to join us on YouTube. Got to subscribe, give it a like, uh, hit that bell icon, I believe, so that you'll get notifications to make sure that you know when we're going live. And if you're not entirely sure, it's pretty much right after every single game. People talking about the third catcher, Elias. Diaz, does he need to be in the lineup tomorrow night already? As Rockies Club says, couple of hard hit balls, the double that really swung the momentum back in favor of the Rockies after a bad error and losing the lead early on. Another ball late that should have been a home run off the wall goes as a single because dude's not paid to run. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, the the comments bursting at the seams here with excitement about the first game. How about a guy sitting cold? Twelve games comes out in his first at bat is a huge one in this game for the Rockies. Yeah, so impressive. And you know he he did it in spring training where immediately he got out to this amazing start. I think he was hitting four fifty for the whole first week of spring training. And you say, all right, we'll pump the brakes, but you know what? He's obviously in the lead for the backup spot. And you start really getting excited about his potential. Well, hey, that doesn't matter. These games are real now. Whether or not you know you came to, to summer camp late, whether or not you didn't get into to any of the first 12 games, you're in tonight. And he immediately goes out. First game, first plate appearance, first pitch. Gets it done. Scores a run. Comes around. Really great play off the bat. I think it was Story, right? Immediately off the bat to the third base. Got a really good secondary lead there. Got the jump, and a good throw would have got him, but it was a little bit off target. Great slide. Got the hand in there to put Colorado up 2-1 early. As you mentioned, later on, does it again. Um, and he's he's been really, really impressive, and it, he's going he's gonna to pair nicely. Uh, with Tony Walters. Uh, one of them is a French cheese. The other one is probably a French wine. Either way, they pair so well together. One defensive with with offensive aspirations and one very clearly has the bat, and uh, Elias Diaz, with defensive aspirations. Yeah, you know, uh, here is uh, Wild the Innocent saying the third catcher. How often do we see him? And I got I to gotta throw a question back at you, Wild the Innocent. Who is the third catcher. I know we've only seen Diaz for one game, and I know the club likes Drew Butera. I know Bud Black likes Drew Butera. I know Kyle Freeland likes throwing to Drew Butera. But if Elias Diaz is going to hit uh, the way he did, and obviously we've got a one-game sample size here, but this is what he was acquired to do. If he's going to hit like that, he's going to continue to get appearances. For sure. And, and you know, one of the the things, uh, I guess, behind the scene for anyone that you know isn't isn't too hardcore of a, of a baseball fan, but your starting catcher is really predicated on your starting pitcher. You know, they're 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 a battery for a reason, right? They they work together. Um, they're they're a team, and sometimes those teams, you know, can 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 change and whatnot. But ultimately, you know, uh, if if Garrett Hampson has a huge day at the plate one day, you might say, you know what, we're going to stick him back out there again. Uh, for for a second game in a row, and you know if he does it again, third day, fourth day, fifth day, well that's not going to happen with Tony Walters. You know he has his guys he worked with, Herman Marquez predominantly, um, Drew Butera is in the mix, Elias Diaz, and I think Senzatella. They're going to start working together uh, a lot more frequently. Both guys from Venezuela, so that is a real natural and beautiful fit uh, between those two countrymen. So I think with the expanded rosters now staying at 28 for the remainder of the season. Butera will be around uh, for the entirety of the season. Uh, I mean, unless something happens and you have Chris Robago or Brian Servin coming in, um, you might only see you know Elias Diaz uh, once every five days, maybe two out of every five days. Um, should Walters need a, an additional day off, so you know y- you might want to see more of uh, of what he does at the plate if he's really productive. Um, but that's really secondary to the job of, of being a catcher. And there's a DH, so you know you, you might even see him as a DH once in a while or just a, a pinch hitter you know, late in the game if you, you really need one because with three catchers, you can 
you can waste one of them, so to speak, because you still have another one on the bench to do that job defensively. So, you know, maybe you start seeing Diaz coming off the bench as that right-handed bat, especially on days like today where Owings and Hampson are already in the lineup. Same with Kemp. And who's your righty on the bench? You don't have Josh Fuentes. Maybe it becomes Diaz. There is that potential. Yeah, and uh, especially if he's proven the ability to hit cold like that, like just <laughs> and w- which he clearly clearly showcased out there tonight. Now, Patrick, I I hate to do it, but I do have to correct you on one tiny little mistake that you made there. But I can totally understand why you made one because you were talking about some good base running on that Diaz double. We're talking about you thought maybe it was it was Trevor's story. It actually wasn't, and, and there's a couple of interesting things here because Story and Arenado went a combined 0 for 9 in this game where the Colorado Rockies ended up scoring eight runs. The the guy you confused him for has been playing very Trevor Story-like baseball out there lately. It was Chris Owings who's been getting in on the offense and on the excellent base running in both regards. So I could see how you would easily make that mistake yeah, boy, I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud, hitting 296 on the year. Another base hit, another run scored, a walk. Uh, people are walking Chris Owings in this, the year of 2020. And he played center field out there today, giving David Dahl uh, a day off with his bat being a little bit cold in the early going. And just... People contributing, man. But there, there it is again. Chris Owings, um, uh, what a plus! Says a little too much, a little too late again. And that's a great way to put it. You know, we had him on our twentieth and Blaze Street team for a reason, there, Patrick. And and he may make it again. Yeah, he's doing everything he can to to stay one of those key figures outside of the the more known names on the team. You know, it was interesting that he was out in center field and not Hampson. Uh, I'll be curious what Buddy has to say uh, about that because Hampson obviously has those center field skills and Owings is um, not Ran a true one down and left. Uh, yeah, but yeah. As a, did that, there's no way to know that his speed was going to pay off and left, but he made a, a catch almost entirely predicated on his speed in left field tonight, so that worked out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do. I mean, there there is more. There is a left center uh, gap, so I mean that doesn't really benefit a lefty, a uh, left fielder, or a center fielder in any way. But again, you know, depending on the scouting report, the analytics team, what are they? What is coming back? You know, That's what, a maybe good point. maybe That's we a real need good point. a little bit more action and uh, uh, you know, a defensive speed and, and prowess out in left field. You know, the say what you will uh, about you know Chris Owings, what you know he's uh, been like for the last couple years, but. You know, he he did some damage in, in the NL West, you know, the last several years. And the Rockies took notice of those guys. And, you know, they, they took notice of, of Tyler Kinley was a guy that was a waiver wire pickup. And oh. Elias Diaz. So, you know, they're, they're, this offseason they pushed a lot of the, the right buttons. And, you know, that's, that's something, you know, that, that they should be given credit for ultimately. Because, yeah. um, you know, no major free agent signing. No real free agent say- signing. Can I? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your incredibly like articulated, measured point with a Drew getting up on his <laughs> speaker box like moment or whatever. But like, in an off season where the Colorado Rockies were heavily criticized for quote unquote making no MLB moves for 
not just by the media and by the fans, but arguably by their star player. And no one's really talking about that now. And for good reason, because the team is playing so well. But so much of that was predicated on this notion that they hadn't done the things they needed to do to go out and make the big moves to make the team better. At the same time, the club ships out these guys who got these $27 million moves, the big aggressive moves that they should have made at the time back in the day that made sense at the time. They just didn't work out. And what does work out? Diaz. Or, you know, we'll see if it works out, works out. But what's working out right now? Diaz, Owings, Kemp, Kinley, Daniel Bard. Not the the big flashy free agent that everyone always not everyone that lots of people get upset at the Rockies for not going out and getting in the offseason and not trading for the deadline we'll see how it plays out and it's a shortened season and you can kind of squeeze extra out of these veterans and the DH certainly helps as we've talked about but right now you have to give credit where it's due on these players yeah, the, the Rockies obviously have several, you know, high-priced and, and, and very valued superstars in their team. Obviously, Nolan Arenado being at the top of that list, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, etc. And you go, yeah, but certainly someone from another organization has to be uh, a, a more important cog, if you will, or spoke in the wheel, um, because you're always looking to get better. But when you have a team that's comprised of so many young players like the Rockies have been the last few seasons and still are, all you need is those guys to take a step forward. And again, Freeland's back to, to, to normalizing it, so to speak. Senzatella's doing a fantastic job in the fourth spot. Yancy Almonte has now stepped up as, as a true arm in the bullpen. Same thing for Carlos Estevez. So they have so many of these guys in-house that ultimately it was, well, you know what? It, it doesn't really behoove us to go out and spend even $5 million on a, on a decent ball player when we, we have some that are cheap and are already in-house. You know, the, the, the article that we just did, False Count Anywhere, uh, that, that dropped on Friday about, you know, the, the state of Rockies relief pitching, it's this idea, you know, all other teams are able to do it. And the Rockies probably aren't able to do it quite as much because it's hard to convince a guy who's a free agent um, – to come to Colorado and say, hey, pitch here just for one year, and you're going to improve your value. We're going to give you an opportunity. You're going to go out and make so much money next year, and you're going to do it in Colorado. You can't really convince guys of doing that. Not a convincing argument. No, but the other 29 teams can do this, and they do it all the time. And, you know, the the Dodgers have been given credit for, you know, discovering and and, and fixing Max Muncy, Chris Taylor. Uh, The Rockies have had those guys in years past, too, but... You know, you only make those kind of, you know, shrewd moves and savvy moves if, you know, you've got a lot of other positions kind of checked off and and, and covered. And with the young core that the Rockies have had, they've been stuck, for lack of a better term, in free agency where there's really nowhere else that they can go. It's been Daniel Murphy for the last two years, and that's it. So it's it's working. It's paying off. Like you said, you know, it's... They've, they've pushed the right button so far. We'll see what happens. Um, the absence of Ian Desmond has kind of helped create this, you know, interesting dynamic. I, I think, you know, even if you were to put him back on this team, I think there is still there still would have been room for him. You know, uh, I don't think Owings maybe would have would have had as much playing time. Same thing for Hampson, but 
you would take you would you would take Ian Desmond to be your big right-handed bat off the bench. I mean, that's that would still certainly be something. I think he could have still had the same output as a Matt Kemp. Uh, and maybe this is a, a topic for another day. But um, I was to say you're opening a whole can of worms here now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, some there's a, there's always going to be luck a little bit somewhere. But you right. know what? Sometimes you just got to stop and say, give credit where credit is due. Uh, the Rockies, the moves that they made, the shrewd moves they made this offseason, like you said, they've been paying off, and we, we saw it here today, kind of yeah. right there at the forefront. Yeah, they're, they're having a whole lot of fun out there. We're having a whole lot of fun in here, not just because we get to cover a winning baseball team and talk to you about it, but also because we have access to something that's totally free and a whole lot of fun that you should be getting in on too, and that's WGT Golf. You can download it totally for free at dnvrgolf.com. Play closest to the hole or full stroke. Play on world-famous golf courses, including Bethpage Black and St. Andrews. You can challenge any of us here on the DNVR staff or in the DNVR community. Over 500 people playing it here just in our country clubs. Those are people who specifically signed up for our first two country clubs. We've got the third one available to you now. You got to get in there while the getting's hot. You don't want to be left behind. It's a whole lot of fun. And this weekend, the big drive open on that DNVR gaming circuit. WGT Golf, the official sponsor of DNVR Gaming. Man, I'll tell you what, it's just so much fun to play. You're going to enjoy your time. You're going to be able to come and talk some trash against all of us here on staff against each other out there have a little bit of fun playing some digital golf get in on the action totally for free on your laptop or phone at dnvrgolf.com a couple of people who are also having fun out there as will brings up more people contributing outside of the core as he puts it hampson hitting a bomb lol yeah he almost had one the other day at coors field too. hit a rocket off of the left field wall he's hitting the ball hard and on the other side of things will point out tyler kinley who we talked about a little bit there but his stuff looked unhittable tonight the slider was ridiculous to the point that when he finally threw a fastball at 97 miles an hour the fact that it was right down the middle did not matter because (laughs) it, it just the slider was so ridiculous there's no way to be ready for that pitch um Boy, yeah, getting contributions from guys like Hampson and Kinley in big moments like that. You're going to keep winning ball games if, if stuff like that happens for your for your team. Yeah, no doubt. Um, hasn't given up a run yet. He, six games, he's pitching already. So, again, he's another one of those guys that Buddy has really been leaning on. Uh, five and a third innings pitched. He's only walked two guys, struck out eight. Pretty impressive. And, and you know, the, the interesting thing – uh, in this game is that you even saw Senzatella throw uh, one of his final pitches. It was it was like pitch 87, I think, maybe even to Seager uh, at 95 miles an hour. And you go, all right, man, the kid's still got some, some giddy-up on the fastball. And then Kinley comes in. He's throwing. He's sitting at about 96. Then Bard comes in in the eighth. He's sitting at about 97. Yeah. Estevez comes in, sitting at 98. And you go... These Mariners have no chance. Good on you for even scratching one across in the eighth inning because yeah. you know it, it's 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 hard to kind of match that. And I think that's something that 
you know, I don't, I don't know how many, you know, Rockies bullpens have really, you know, had that kind of firepower. I, it's uh, few and far between to say the least. So yeah. it's, I think that's, I'm sure they would love to kind of unlock that as, as being one of the, one of the things to target in, 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 you know, free agent acquisitions or for some of their young prospects and say, Hey, you know what, you know, what plays a course field speed. That's it. So if you can, if you can bring muster up something in the high nineties, bring the gas, you're, you're, you're going to play. And, and man, it, it's, it's been playing off of them, you know, really well here, really well. Yeah. It's, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, that bullpen, man, it, it, it is the biggest surprise. Uh, I was asked today, I was on the Denver sports podcast and, you know, sort of the big topic of, uh, for all the sports was what's the thing through the first two weeks that surprised you and anyone who's listened to this show regularly and subscribes to the dnvr.com and follows us on social media and all that stuff knows i'm not that surprised i'm just not like you know that but the bullpen has surprised me i did not think these guys i did not think daniel bard was going to pitch like this or Gensi almonte was going to be a guy you feel like can be shut down lights out uh you know tyler kinley i had some high hopes for looking at the numbers but just as a unit they have played extraordinarily well and there's still i think some some figure crossing and some butt clenching going on with the bullpen and that's just that's just the nature of bullpens i don't think you ever feel you know because none of these guys have a long resume of success at this point, right? Like Daniel Bard has the history. He does. Carlos Esteva has been up and down throughout his career. Jairo Diaz appeared out of nowhere last year, unless you were really following closely. Uh, Tyler Kinley, again, sort of comes from Miami, the high walk rates, you know, but not a, not a big acquisition by any means. And all of a sudden they're out there doing the thing. They're one of the best bullpens in the national league. And if you quizzed, the average non-Colorado Rockies baseball fan, uh, could they name two? Two could they, could name, they one? name one? I don't know if you could. I don't know if they could name one. To be honest, I think Carlos Estevez would be that name. Just yeah. because it's been around long enough, and it's more. It's, no, it's no, memorable. Didn't Charlie Sheen pitched for the Rockies. Yeah. yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I think that would be you know the only one. Although maybe Daniel Bard now too, because you say, "Whoa, that was a really great story." They might not know that, if he's actually. Kinda, yeah. They don't know if he's maybe he's pitching well or not, but they go, yeah, I, I think he's still a thing. Yeah. You know, as you were, as you were talking, it made me think like, wow, this bullpen really needs, you know, it's getting to the point where it might need a really solid nickname. And he started off by saying, you know, the unit, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, they could be, it could be the unit, then that that could play, that might be something. And then you went on to say butt clenchers, and I go, maybe it could be the, they could be the butt clenchers. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I don't think they would like that quite as much. But um, the unit, butt clenchers, either way, yeah, they've been fantastic. I mean, you, you lop off the final two innings of the game. You say, you know what, Obert, fine. You don't, you don't necessarily even need to be the closer because maybe more times than not, the harder outs are in the eighth inning. So Obert is in the eighth. Davis, get your act together. You don't even have to be the same guy from 2018. You just need to be a, a, a competent closer. Boom, that's the eighth. That's the ninth. You're going to go places. You're going to win a lot of games in 2020. Right. And you go, and then, sorry, they're gone. Yeah. Everyone moves up. And who, who, who are you going to, you know, 
have coming out of nowhere. Well, they have three guys, Almonte, Kinley, and Bard, and it's 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 a surprise. You don't expect them to not just be competent, but just to be this good, as good to as excel. they've been. Excel, yes. Excelling has been the key. Uh, you still don't have a left-hander yet, right? Pazos has had that, that one outing. Deal yeah. was okay in his one outing, so... Right. Um, but they haven't they haven't need to do that yet. It's that's what's so strange about this shortened season is that you can just lean on guys and say, just all you gotta do is do it for about eight nine weeks, and you've got something. And the Rockies have got something right now. Yeah, they they surely do. And you know, I'm sure everyone out there. We mentioned the Rockies are feeling good. We know you're feeling good. You might be feeling like you got something, but if you're feeling good and you're feeling like you're about to get something, you might want to make sure that you manscaped. That's right. You got to take care of your downstairs if you want your downstairs taken care of. And the great news is you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code DNVR20 at Manscaped. Dot com. I'll tell you what, you can use that lawnmower 3.0. It is waterproof. It comes with the LED lights so that you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. That's right. No matter where you decide to manscape, you're going to be safe because I'm pretty sure you can't nick yourself. I'm not saying I've tried. I'm just saying I've been surprised on a number of occasions that it didn't happen. You get yourself nice and smooth, and it's not just that. Whether it's the spritzer, the deodorant, the de-chafing. De-chafing is not a thing. De-chafing, definitely a thing. Definitely useful during these hot summer months when you're already feeling a little extra sweaty because hopefully you're being responsible covering your, your face. Well, you don't want your downstairs feeling extra sweaty. So make sure you get all of these fine products from our friends at Manscaped and you use that promo code DNVR20 for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Well, Patrick, you mentioned something big going on for the Rockies in the second game of the set. So let's go ahead and just finish this podcast episode off by previewing game two of the series because we are set to see after the news was announced today that Chichi Gonzalez was going on the 10-day IL, the major league debut of Ryan Castellani. Uh, uh, Mixed emotions here. It's obviously a big day for the young man. It's been a while since he has experienced success on a baseball field. He had a very rocky, pun sure I'll say intended, uh, season a year ago, both in terms of health and production, at AAA, and uh, you know, it was never quite dominated in the minors the way the Rockies had maybe hoped, but he'd always been challenged. A guy who was taken out of high school had prospect shine that had come off a little bit by the end of his tenure in AAA. But the Rockies could still have something here with Castellani, and they apparently feel pretty comfortable throwing him right into the fire rather than going with, say, some kind of full bullpen approach, handing the ball to, say, Yancy Almonte for two innings and then going to Jeff Hoffman or something like that. Yeah, still super young kid at, at 24 years old. And it, it seems strange since he was drafted back in 2014. Forever ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, you know, even even before last season when, you know, he had, 
the Hicko had some injury issues. He only had 10 starts with Albuquerque. He actually repeated at uh, AA Hartford in 2018. Um, it had okay numbers. had like a, a 4.81 ERA um, in 2017, but, but repeated in 2018. Um, looked pretty well, looked competent in uh, the Arizona Fall League that year, was added to the 40-man roster at that point. Um, you know, he's got a good heavy fastball, but, you know, just ultimately hasn't been able to, you know, bring it all together, at least not statistically. So, you know, now's kind of his, his chance, his opportunity to, you know, to, to start his, his major league career and, um, you know, kind of maybe try to make something of it so that, it, it, it doesn't become somewhat of a, of a Jeff Hoffman career where he's a guy with, with some shine, you know, he's, he's in top 10 prospect rankings. Okay. Now he's kind of fallen back a little bit. He's on the 40 man. When are we going to see him? What's he made of? So he's going to have some opportunities here, um, you know, to do some things in, in the next couple of seasons with the Rockies, you know, because if, if not, then, then he becomes, you know, one of those those bullpen arms uh, to transition. I, I think, you know, he he has what it takes to be a starter, um, but it, it, a lot of that is, is just going to depend on on the production that that he has at the big league level. You know, bottom line. Yeah, and you know, I, again, I was saying on TDSP earlier today that the, the Rockies can kind of afford to to play with this uh, for a number of reasons, and one of which was. You were hoping to get a good start out of Sensatella and take game one. You've got the luxury of turning around and handing the ball to Herman Marquez in game three. And so, like with the Chi-Chi start against the Giants, you can kind of hope for the best of whatever's going to happen here. If it's not going Castellani's way, get him out of there early. If it is, let him have a great confident building start Maybe he just magically emerges as your fifth rotation guy the way Bard has magically emerged as a reliable setup man. And it's not magic. These guys work really, really hard to make this stuff happen. I I, I don't want to. But it feels magic when that kind of happens and, and it clicks into place for a team like the Rockies who's playing well. And then a catcher who hasn't played well all season hits a double in his first at bat of the year. Those are the kinds of things that happen when you're the quote unquote team of destiny. And so having a guy like Castellani step in and pitch well, could be another one of those things goes the other way. They've got plenty of backup plans, you know, in place for that. I think this could have been a spot for Peter Lambert. If he was too healthy, it's really too bad. What happened to him, you know, that he doesn't get to be a factor for this year. But it's, it's a great opportunity for Castellani and going up against Nick. Help me out. Margevicius? Margevicius? Come on. Or Marge- Mar- Mar- Margevicius. 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 Yeah, yeah Margevic- we saw, the Rockies yeah. saw him last year uh, again in uh, when he was with San Diego. Um, you know, he's, he's got some, some decent stuff, but... Again, as you said, Drew, this is kind of the perfect spot to say, "Hey, let's give you let's give you a chance." We kind of know we're going to get in Hoffman. Uh, they must have a, a solid idea what they would have gotten from Godot, but he's 28 years old, and you know if he if he plays out his string of of years of control with the Rockies, you know he's he could break down before he even reaches free agency. Whereas here, you got a 24 year old kid that you go, you know what? He still has room for growth, and maybe he needs to be able to make that growth at the major league 
level. And if that means getting hit around, maybe that'll teach him a lesson. And, and he says, okay, I, I need to double down and I, maybe I need be needing to go to driveline a little bit more frequently and, uh, you know, things of that nature, whatever it is, um, you have more of an upside with, with a young 24 year old guy like Ryan Castellani, a guy that you again also, um, have dedicated a lot of time, effort, you know, finances into for the past five plus seasons where wasn't the case for Godot. He was picked up as a minor league free agent at the beginning of, of last off season and, and right. came out of nowhere to pitch fantastic at double a, uh, Jeff Hoffman. They didn't really have to develop him quite as much as, um, you know, he was originally drafted by Toronto and came over in the Tulowitzki deal. So, right. you know, so those sometimes can be kind of part of those factors as you say, well, you know, you've got three, you know, potential options. Why do you go to Castellani? You know, sometimes that's what's going on behind the scenes when all things are created equal. Go with a guy maybe that's got a little bit more upside promise, a guy who hasn't had that chance, whereas Hoffman has. Yeah. Uh, wildly Innocent with an interesting question asking, does the catcher for tomorrow come into play with Ryan pitching? Anyone handle him better or worse? You know, I, I think if Dom Nunez was on the roster, this would be a really fascinating question because then you'd Great have call. somebody who'd worked with him quite a bit. And, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Nunez in there. Uh, that said, uh, Diaz, I I, don't, I doubt, has ever really worked with Castellani, maybe in spring training 1.0, if at all. Um, Walter's the same maybe Butera some last year. I could see that. But honestly, I, I think you want to give the kid his most MLB quite, you know, type start. And, and you, you put Walters back there. You give him the best chance to uh, feel like he's a part of the normal major league sequence of events here. Uh, like I said, I would consider it if there was somebody you felt like he was really close with. Someone like Nunez, who he'd come up with several years through the minors. But here... Let him throw to Walters. Walters is a pretty good catcher. He knows how to get the best out of his guys. That would have been very cool. Yeah, they they came up together, and, and at least in 2018 and 2019, you know, yep. they, they were teammates uh, with the Yard Goats and Isotopes, respectively. Um, but I think, I think your assessment is, is right on uh, as far as Walters go. I did give pause just because you he will be catching Marquez on Sunday for the day game. So you say... You know, do you want to be catching a night game followed by a day game? I think he actually did that last weekend, yeah. um, which I was somewhat shocked by. So uh wouldn't necessarily shock me if, if he did it again. Probably but my buddy gave him the day off today. Well, plus the lefty in there. God, that, that keeps working out for him, by the way. The lefties on the schedule have been perfectly sure. placed. Yeah. So I, I I think you could even see Butera. And in fact, uh, that that would be my That's guess. That's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, it's, 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 it's one of those low stakes things where... Uh, you know, if you're wrong, you go, okay, that's cool. Drew, I like, I like Drew's pick too. Um, so, so you might see Butera, uh, slightly more veteran presence might, but Tony, man, that's the thing about Tony that again, there, there are just no statistics to help anybody understand the job that a catcher does, but a job that he does as a catcher, just seeing him in those, those post game, you know, um, after the scrums and kind of most of the reporters have gone away in the clubhouse and the guys are like, yeah, you, you're, you're trying to talk to one guy. You're waiting over here in the corner. And you just see her men walk over to Tony. And they're having this in-depth conversation. And her men is looking at Tony Walters like he's getting advice about his older brother. Like, I don't know. I met this 
girl, should it be serious? You know, should right, I buy right, her a right, ring? Right, right. It's <laughs> like it's intense. It's so it's intense in in this this great way, this beautiful way. And they're talking about baseball, and it's like, wow, Tony is that guy. So I mean, yeah, you almost yes. want you almost want a guy like Castellani to have Tony in particular talking him up a little bit. Uh, but I think you know Butera would do a good job and. It. I'm excited. This will be this will be one of the highlights of the season because he might be the only guy that makes his major league debut this year outside of Ashton Godot. He's a little older, but it would still be his debut. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But in terms of like prospecty type players, right? Castellani is somebody we've had our eye on for a while. And like I said, some of the shine has come off, but not all of it. And I'm I'm very curious to see what he's got. Uh, you know the stuff has always been there. Uh, he's a big-bodied kid. You know, he's got some great stuff. He's had uh, some some very uh, favorable comps put on him in his career, and so we're going to see what he can do out there. And it, like you said, Patrick, it's almost a microcosm of this crazy, wonderful world that we're living in, right, where the Rockies, it almost feels like whoever they throw out there, there's some excitement to them. There's nobody to be totally hanging your head about uh, when they take the mound or when they step into the batter's box, when they take the field. Everybody brings an air of excitement and anybody who happens to not perform when the Rockies got down in that final game against the Giants after the home run, the three-run jack that Freeland gave up, it was an immediate and visceral and almost violent response from the Colorado Rockies. They did the same thing tonight. They got down by one because of an error, a couple of ill-timed hits, get down early, and immediately take the two run or the, the score two runs to take the one run lead. And it's those kinds of responses right now from the team where everyone is contributing. It makes you start to wonder just what they can do, especially if, as we've said, this whole first half of the season is about building that confidence. So by the time they start playing the Dodgers, they've got the confidence that they can beat anybody. For sure. And and, and even going uh, to the sixth inning when Sensatella gave up those two runs, was able to, to close out his quality start. Garrett Hampson, top of the seventh, boom, home run. Answer, so right. it's, it's that, that response and they get three more in the top of the eighth. So, Right. Um, they keep coming back. It's almost like they are a group of cockroaches that just won't die. And uh, that's something I've been meaning to write. Uh, I, I had that thought today that uh, Las Cucarachas, they are still around. They're, Alive they're, and well. That, that essence, right? That, that piece of their soul from last season that was just about, yeah, just about getting through 2019. It is, it is still there, whether they, they realize it or not. They just aren't giving up on these games. And and it's not as if they need to wait late or they're being overmatched like it was in last season. It's just a matter of like in every little thing, you know what? We're just going to pass the baton to the next guy and the next guy is going to do his thing. And, and they're actually, they're doing it. And then even after they have that success, they continue down that exact same path. So uh, it's it's been impressive. 10 and 3. Still in first place, and uh, yeah, we, we the the other games in the NL West too uh, that we'll we'll point out is that uh, the Dodgers did win seven two over San Francisco, so the Giants 
not sure. helping Colorado out. <laughs> um, themselves or really no. anybody. <laughs> and San Diego ended up shutting out Arizona 3-0. So, again, they, yeah. they, they have to keep winning, right? Yep. And, and that's fine because the they're doing it. right now early. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but Dodgers, it is nice. You know, it's gonna. They're good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Facts. It's 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 setting up for for a, a a big match. Yes. You know what I mean? There's there's heat between those two teams, and they just keep picking off other teams and winning their series. And uh, we we still got a another week and a half or so until they finally do battle against one another. Yeah, triple threat at SummerSlam. I think a ladder match, really. It's and and really, that's what it. That's what it's gonna. It, it is a ladder match. It's that that epic climb to the top, right? As other people try to drag you down, as you ascend to the briefcase or the belt or whatever the hell they decide to put up there at the top of the original SummerSlam ladder match. We're talking Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. Say hello it's going to be good guy. stuff. And, and, uh, and it, you know what it is? You're right. It is a briefcase. It's a ladder match, and it's a briefcase. But it's not a Money in the Bank briefcase. It's a briefcase, and inside it, you open it up, and it is an NL West pennant. It is. And it the is. Rockies have uh, have never opened up a briefcase or or any other type of container uh, that has held the NL West pennant. And you know what? Asterisk or no asterisk, it would be very cool to to win their first NL West pennant. So. That's that's what we're going to be doing here at DNVR Rockies, and and that's what everyone's going to be doing at home is, is is rooting on their purple. The the Breck Brew will flow just as much asterisk or no, absolutely one hundred percent. So, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Make sure that you're following us on all the social media at Drew Creaseman at Patrick D Lyons at DNVR underscore Rockies. Don't forget we've got an Instagram now. And also to subscribe on YouTube whenever we go live. You'll get a little notification if you click that bell icon. Typically going live after every single ball game. you got to subscribe to the DNVR so you don't miss out on any of that written content. And you can get special deals on all of our merch, including shirts, hats, masks, and all kinds of cool stuff. We got two new Rockies shirts out in just the last couple of weeks. The Larry Walker Hall of Fame shirt. The Colorado Rakes. That one is super clean and awesome. Check them out on Twitter. And make sure that you get them purchased. So that you can have the coolest Rockies shirt. At whatever gathering you have. Whatever Zoom party you are putting together. For you and yours to enjoy this Colorado Rockies season because it has been an enjoyable one so far. We hope you all will continue to remain absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to remain absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.